Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Happy Wednesday, Hokie Nation. Thanks so much for joining us on your ride home. We got a special one for you today. We're talking men's and women's basketball with the voices of both teams. Zach Mackey's on set and Evan Hughes is up next. It's TSL Today on a Wednesday from Blacksburg. We welcome you in here from the Corporate Research Center in Blacksburg, Virginia. However you may be tuning in, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify, we really appreciate you tuning in. And we ask that you leave some comments down below on what you want to see next on TSL Today and how we can improve right here on the set. Well, we got a great show today for you. Carter Hill across the way. Mr. Zach Mackey, the voice of Virginia Tech men's basketball, is on set as well. Evan Hughes producing behind the scenes. He's going to swap and he's going to come on for the second half of our show. But really excited for this one. Zach, thanks so much for being here, man. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Long time listener, first time caller. Thanks ah, for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. So how has it been? I mean, we talk to you uh, all the time, obviously off, off the air. But uh, how has it been to be the voice of men's basketball, getting to go to these different places and, and really be a part of the team? Yeah, it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. You know, it's uh, a team right now that's rolling, playing good basketball. That makes it fun. I mean, anytime you're in this role, covering being around a team that's winning that makes it a whole heck of a lot more fun than a team that isn't uh one of the changes for me that's been interesting is where I was at before at Montana State we were traveling around playing those by games and you know the travel was insane traveling around going here to here to here now to be in a role where you know, we're, we're the program that's able to bring these teams in and that and kind of stay home in Blacksburg in the beginning couple of weeks. That's been kind of a nice added uh, measure to it all. There you go. That's an interesting perspective. I never really thought about it like that. You know, Montana yeah. State, you're going on the road. You went to the tournament there last year, right? Yeah. So you did get that experience. Hopefully you will get it again this year. How's Blacksburg so far, though? Have you found your favorite place to eat? That's the question I always ask first time guests. That's, that's your first thing. You know, I, I really like um, Maroon Door right uh-huh. down there. Great place mm-hmm. right down just right next to campus, especially when you're able to sit outside during the the uh, summer and, and fall time. That's been great. Uh, I'm living out in Christiansburg, so I kind of get the drive back and forth. Our, our offices are right downtown Main Street, so we walk to some of those places uh, down downtown. I mean, there, there's so many different good options to be able to go with. You big Mellow Mushroom guy? Yeah, we're right yeah. across the street from there, so I like Mellow Mushroom. Right it, it's, from you guys, bad. I'm sorry, you guys don't know pizza. Oh, yeah, you're, you're from not New from New York. York. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. The I'm typical kidding. New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> What's working right now with this team, Zach? How are they clicking? How are we sitting at 10 and one? Uh, you're pretty much two points, one basket away from being an undefeated team. I, I just think the big thing is that even when one element of the game isn't working, they're able to foster it in a different way. So if, you know, th- this guy's not able to score tonight, they're able to shut this guy down. There's so many different weapons. So when teams go about trying to game plan against Virginia Tech right now, you can take away this and that, but you're not going to be able to take away the whole picture of it all, in my opinion. That's what's going well. 
Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it more. Sean Padula has been phenomenal to start the year. That's been a huge part of it. The the guys are gelling together, I think, very very well for early on of the season still. I mean, we're in the mid part of December now. We're getting to crunch time, obviously, with more of that ACC schedule coming up. But yeah, I just think the big thing is even when you're not playing your best basketball, down the stretch, if you want to be a tournament team, you've got to find a way to win games. And and they've done that even in games maybe where they haven't been their best. And when they've been their best and things are rolling, things are really going. What can what can they do better? What can they improve upon here? Well, um, you know, I think I, I think an element of the game that uh, you can always improve upon is the rebounding side. They've mm-hmm. wanted more of that, you know, down inside. One of the great elements that this team has is that they've got shooters that could shoot, you know, and, and really spread the floor. Well, when you're doing that, you're not maybe quite as focused inside. And with that, then you kind of get to to where some of those rebounding I know coach has been talking about the guards he wants them to continue rebounding just because you're not a four or a five doesn't mean you can't go up and get that second chance opportunities that way um you know I think another big element of it is 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 more guys to be able to step up and score at times like like Sean's putting up 17 18 Padula you know a night or something but okay if Sean has an off night or that who's going to be the guy to step up who's going to do that but I mean overall right now a team that like you said is 10 and one of the season you're pretty pleased you know a play here or there away from being undefeated with what you've seen so far well you mentioned guys on the inside that also can help you spread the floor and Grant Bazilli is the perfect person for that 23 points last time against Dayton how has his game evolved throughout the year Mike Young talked about on Tech Talk Live earlier this season about hey you know got to get better defensively got to continue to be a part more of our offense but now it seems like he's really settled down and done a nice job yeah it's funny you say that because uh, this week we're recording uh, Tech Talk Live uh, and it's going to air tomorrow and you'll hear coach I, I asked him straight up about Grant's defense mainly I mean from from game one I know he said hey we've we've he's got to be better at that he was able to put up 30 points but he can't let up as many as he did on the other side his defense has been much better I think that's just a an element of of upping your game up to the power five level the mm-hmm. best conference in America and you know you're you're playing in a tough in a tough environment right now and you know a tough system to maybe learn as one of the new guys coming in I think he's done a really nice job of of learning from the guys currently on the team guys like Mutz and Couture who play really solid defense taking that all in um the the big thing for Grant that I think is such a huge element in his game is that he's able to stretch the court Mm -hmm. so much so he's able to make that three-pointer so that the big four or five can't just stay inside and and post up and be like okay I'm going to stop this we saw it against Oklahoma State on Sunday they had they had the CSA kid who is 7-1 leads the country in blocks he's one of the great seven footers in the country right now and in the first half he wasn't he had one rebound no points he ended up getting about 12 points his rebounding was still way below his his normal total and I think a reason for that is because he had to stretch out to guard Grant Bazzilli. It opens up the paint, and it also gives Sean Padula an opportunity to be able to drive to the hoop and score, not have it blocked away by the big seven-footer or something. So those are elements of the game I think you don't see maybe in the everyday element of it all. But the way that Grant is able to stretch the court, he's improved defensively. He wants to get better. And uh, I I don't know coming into the year if everyone knew exactly what Grant's game was going to be like, but he's been one of the great surprises, not only here at Virginia Tech, but I think across the ACC and the country of what he's been able to produce right away 11 games in. Zach, talk to us about this stuff, and maybe you're not 
quite there yet. I know Evan um, travels with the team a lot more, but when you had football a lot of the time, you were kind of independently traveling with burn up, and maybe you didn't get exactly to to be on the plane with the team. But uh, tell us about the stuff that nobody gets to see, the behind-closed-doors type of stuff. You getting to spend time with Coach Young, spend time with the team, getting to know these guys and, you know, what kind of characters and people they are off the floor. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, I, I was just talking with Mike about this the other day that – uh, in in the off season, you know, we we traveled to Charleston for three games, and then we had the most recent game in New York. Those are the only road games we had all season long, which is kind of interesting at this point of the season. And Charleston, me and Mike drove separately. Like you said, we were going back and forth from Liberty. We were there barely That's besides gauntlet. the game time, Oof. back and forth. And then um, New York, we were there for I don't know in total, maybe down on the ground for. 29 hours or something it was quick but um i I do know this it's a team right now that uh they they seem easy to get along with everyone i don't see any egos or anything big like that from what i've been able to see we had practice on saturday night new york city and it was more of a a shoot around get used to kind of shooting there again at the barclays center and the guys were just having fun the coaches interact with them in a fun way coach young is intense but yet he's he's someone that like you could tell he's intense and the guys know that when he means business he means business but yet he's still there like joking around with him down on practice i think having the senior leadership the guys that have been around kind of help help kind of show like hey this is the relationship you can have with him this is when you need to be serious this is when you don't uh you know he some of the sayings and different things he's saying at practice like can just make you chuckle because i'm like how does he come up with this type of stuff like you know some of those synonyms and and different things like that but um yeah i'm i'm interested to even get to spend more time with these guys in that and see but i think it's a it's a group that's close together. It's a really smart group too. I mean, Hunter Couture wants to be a basketball coach. He wants to be, he he kept telling us on TTL last week. He's like, I tell coach young, I'm going to take your job someday. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's a way to think about it. But, um, so he's smart. He knows everything. Justin Mutz. I've seen a couple of times where Justin goes, but, but coach in practice, or I mean, in the game film, they do this, whatever. And that, where are we going to see this? And coach young is like turned and been like, he is so dang smart, whatever he'll, I mean, he, they get that element of it too. So it's a, it's been a good group, you know, it's been a fun group. And like I said, at the beginning, it's a lot more fun when they're winning. Was that your first trip to the Barclays Center? It was, it was my uh, first time over there to Brooklyn and that I had been to New York city a couple of times. It's kind of a, it's a special time though, around Christmas time. I hadn't oh, been yeah. around mm. Christmas time when I was at Iowa, we played in the pinstripe bowl, much uh-huh. like Virginia Tech, so we spent some time up there in New York, but uh, yeah, it was my first time up there. I've never been up there for Christmas time, but I do want to flip the script back to that Oklahoma State game. It didn't seem like the Hokies had their best stuff for the whole 40 minutes, but they got some big play off the bench by Malaysia Petit, a couple other guys as well, Lynn Kidd. What does that say about this Virginia Tech team when maybe they don't have their A game to come away with a win like that against Oklahoma State? You know, it's tough sometimes, I think, to keep the to keep the pedal down. You're up by nine. You know, you feel like you're riding high and everything. You got to keep that pedal down into the second half. That's when Oklahoma State goes on the, I, I don't know what it ended up being, I think like 16 to one run or something like that. They scored a whole bunch of points, went up by eight. 
And, uh, you know, it takes a lot. I, I asked coach, I said, what did you tell him during that run? How do you get him back? And he said, I don't think you want to know what I told them during that. <laughs> I said, okay, fair enough. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it goes back to like not playing your best basketball and still finding a way to win. Win right. a quad one road game at the time is what it was. Uh, Oklahoma State now moved down to quad two. I think they're going to move back up as they continue through Big 12 play. But, um, you know, being able to weather the storm is half the case in basketball. Like there, there's going to be runs. There's going to be back and forth. It doesn't matter who you're playing. And we saw it in North Carolina. I mean, all of a sudden they could score in a hurry. It was within five. You know, they had the momentum. Can you withstand, can you withstand the storm? is the real question throughout this year. And I think so far the Hokies been able to do that. I think a lot of people feel, and I know you weren't here last year, but in a lot of ways that was a game that and probably North Carolina were games that Tech would have lost a year ago. Yeah. And now they're finding ways to win them, um, which, which is obviously fantastic to see. Zach, what is the ceiling for this team? I mean, are we looking at a, a serious contender here? Oh, I think so. I mean, I, I think a serious contender in the ACC. Now, granted, th- this conference... Right now, I'm interested to see how the landscape goes about as we continue into um, conference play because, to be honest, the ACC hasn't had a great non-conference run. Louisville's having a historically Mm. bad year. Mm -hmm. That's an understatement. Yeah, Yeah. that is. Um, Then, uh, you know, you've got some other schools in the non-conference that have dropped some that probably shouldn't have. Florida State's kind of struggled a little bit. Boston College is a team that's kind of wavering a little bit. They're trying to get back rolling. They got back on the wind side uh, most recently. But so I'm going to be interested to see who kind of beats up on who, how it goes whenever it gets to ACC play because you know that obviously a team like Duke who's in the top 15 in the country every year and this year of course a team like North Carolina is going to figure it out they did it last year too they're going to get it going so uh when those teams get going how it stacks up I think right now I mean in my opinion you know Virginia Duke Virginia Tech are the top three teams in the in the ACC right now that are able to compete for a championship on that side now on on the other side of it too uh you know nationally Hokies got into the top 25 of the country they, they continue to win good games basketball is such a long season that mm-hmm. you know you want to be peaking at the right time so you're playing good basketball now but can you continue that upward mobility up to there um this is definitely a, a team that can win a couple of games uh in the ncaa tournament no question in my opinion with that being said how close do you think virginia tech is to being where they want to be at by the end of the season well, hopefully not close. Yes. Right. I mean, you don't want it. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully not. I mean, I I I don't know. You know, it's granted you don't want to sweat on selection Sunday. No. No. You know, so it's a it's a fine line. Because last year when they peaked, it was fantastic, but we learned after they wouldn't have gotten the tournament if they didn't win the ACC. Yeah, yeah that that's true. You know, I I think the team ultimately wants to win a championship in that and and play their best basketball. When we say that, it's you know, moving the basketball, low low turnover rate. That's big for Coach Young. Number they've one been, in the country in assist to turnover yeah, ratio. They've done a really nice job with that, especially without one of the starting not one of the starting, sorry, one of the guys who is going to be a pivotal part at point guard in Rodney Rice, who hopefully is going to be coming back, it sounds like, in a couple of games. But, uh, you know, hopefully they got a long way to continue to establish. I mean, I think, like I said, it's just such a long season that, that you've got to make sure – that you're not peaking at this time, this time. I mean, I, I 
I'm just amazed every time whenever we start talking basketball and we're talking basketball and like they started practice at the end of September mm-hmm. and they're going to go through, you know, basically the entire month of October practicing November, December, January, February, all of March, hopefully maybe into April. I mean, this is basketball is the longest season mm-hmm. in terms of practice, in terms of everything going from one semester to the other. It's just a lot. And uh, I think a big part of it is going to be continuing that, you know, that motivation. This team doesn't need a lot of motivation. I think they're self-motivated in that, but that will be a big part of it. What does this week look like for both you and the team? I mean, I know a lot of the players have finals this week, uh, but essentially kind of a week off from basketball. Uh, You go six days without playing a game. Uh, So kind of what's that look like? Well, I'm excited. I don't have any finals, so I'm good. (laughs) None of that. But um, a lot of holiday parties this week. (laughs) (laughs) Getting ready. Yeah, everyone kind of, you know, getting ready for the Christmas time. Now, I actually, uh, it's funny you say that because – before I was at Montana State and before I accepted the job here at Virginia Tech, I agreed uh, I'm going to be in a wedding on Sunday. So I will miss my my first and hopefully only uh, You're men's fired. basketball team. I know. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, Mr. Evan Hughes, who's uh, the best podcast the producer there. in the land today. Yeah, <laughs> he right. coined that phrase. Yes, he did. Yeah. Long Evan time ago. Is, uh, Evan's going to uh, broadcast the men's game against Grambling State for me on Saturday. I got to fly back then uh, and rejoin the team on Monday, go up to Boston College and do that. But um, yeah, this is kind of a time to reset. We've recorded, like I said, Tech Talk Live this week. Um, we're going to have that coming out on on tomorrow, uh, Thursday, with Coach Young and um, different things like that. But it's kind of nice. It, it typically is even more crazy. It was crazy in the beginning with the crossover between football and basketball and the back and forth of it all. Um, we didn't go as, as far into football as we'd like to. And, and obviously we all know that, but um, it, it's one of those elements where now we can focus solely in on basketball. You mentioned Rodney Rice a couple minutes ago. When he comes back, who do you think that will affect the most when it comes to playing time? MJ Collins, Hunter Couture, Sean Padula, or a combination of all three? I think I think it will affect the most probably Sean Padula and then probably MJ Collins. Mm-hmm. In, that's just in my opinion. I think Sean Padula is playing more minutes than what coach wants him to play right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why a little bit in the second half, sometimes the defense isn't exactly where he wants it to be. I think coach would tell you that he he wants to kind of lower those minutes for Sean right now. He's doing a lot, carrying the ball, carrying the workload offensively. There's a lot of elements, and obviously he's, he's one of the best guards in the country, but yet still at this point of the season and as long of a season they want to have, they're going to have to take a little bit of the pressure off Sean Padula. I think Rodney Rice can do that. Bringing the basketball down the court is a is – was a big element of from what I hear and from what I've seen from last season that mm-hmm. has improved to this season. And uh, just to have another one of those guys who can resourcefully bring the ball down the court and do a nice job is going to be huge. But yeah, I, th- I think it will take some of that workload off Sean and, and he can focus in even a little bit more on, uh, you know, his, his offense and different elements of that. Zach, I mean, the ACC is never easy. There's no doubt about that. But you could make the argument that Tech kind of gets to ease into conference play a little bit here. You got North Carolina out of the way, and honestly, we're probably glad that uh, Virginia Tech played them early, and they don't have to catch them when they start to find their stride a little later on. Uh, But you get Boston College. Wake is going to be a tough one. Clemson and then NC State before you go up to Syracuse. Those are five teams that are not necessarily huge contenders besides probably Wake Forest. Um, So 
what do you think the toughest matchup there is in that slate? And how important do you think it is for this team to get to kind of not coast, but ease into ACC play a little bit and not have to play a juggernaut like Duke or UVA off the bat? Yeah, I mean, it's a double edged sword because you say ease in and yeah, it was, you know, not the UNC team that we thought, but it was the at the time, the number one team of the country and the reigning national runner up and, and all of that. So they started off with with, you know, the big one. And then, like you said, now it uh, will be a couple of teams that have struggled so far. I, I think that Clemson one's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see, you know, exactly how Clemson continues here over the Christmas break and how that goes about. Wake Forest is it's a nerve wracking game because it's a I, I think like a noon tip on New Year's Eve, uh, you know, and, and just coming off Christmas. Those are always just kind of ones that I, I think you always want to kind of watch out for, especially when you got a long break like the Hokies do. But uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those schedules right now that have some good games. I think some good Saturday games uh, that are going to be great to be able to fill the castle in January, February. I know the coaching staff was pretty pleased with um, most of those games coming when students are on campus, when they can get the castle guard going. Uh, so those are those are all going to be big games. But yeah, I, I'm kind of looking to Clemson. I, they always play. I mean, those games are always close. When you look the last couple of years, obviously it was in the in the ACC tournament and it was in the regular season too, just back and forth games. So we'll see. Clemson seemed to have kind of Virginia Tech's number basketball. You know, th- those guys have gone back and forth last couple of times. Theoretically, this is not really a question, but theoretically, mm-hmm. Virginia Tech could go into Charlottesville on January 18th, 16 and 1, if they continue the you're already You're already Don't checking it off. Okay. I know, I know. All well, right. no, I think... <laughs> They'll probably fall in one of those games. I think I, I can't help but agree when it comes to Wake Forest. That's always that sleepy game. Always tough to win at the Dome. They beat but, us good last year. Wake yes, Forest. They, they came did. to Castle. ACC, ACC opener. opener. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I don't know. The ceiling is very, very high, apparently. So yeah. you came in at a good time. Yeah. No doubt. Zach, any uh, final thoughts out of you or Carter uh, before we uh, let you go? What What's your uh, take of Virginia Tech men's oh. basketball? Oh, interesting. Um, I think they're good. I think I, I love, I, it's really cool. I mean, he's a former coach here, so to hear Seth, it makes sense, but to hear Seth Greenberg say that's a, that's, he's so far removed from being a coach here. He's an ESPN national college basketball analyst to hear a guy like that say Virginia tech is one of the top two teams in the conference. Uh, it shows that there's national eyes on Virginia tech basketball, which, um, I don't know that they're always has been uh 2019 was a great year mm-hmm. obviously caught some huge attention uh at the end of last season when the momentum was strong and they won what did they win six in a row uh and then and then they won the seven, ACC tournament yeah, seven yeah. in a row then they went to the ACC tournament after losing one at Clemson then they won the ACC tournament so um you caught nationalized there but I think now into the top 25 they're they're looked at as uh one of the top teams in, in a very very good conference in the ACC so it's exciting uh there's a buzz around it it's crazy though when you look at like the viewing numbers on stuff like this. Like yeah. there are Virginia Tech football fans and like they're football fans. So it's like it, you almost want all of Hokie Nation to like really put their arms around this program. The women's side too, who are you know even better than the men. To be quite frank, they're number six in the country. Um, you'd love to see the fan involvement just increase and be even more. And like let's sell out Castle from here on out so yeah. um yeah absolutely yeah How about carter question for you sure <laughs> who yeah. is the I, I i try to think this through who's the biggest game changer on the virginia tech men's team where if this player couldn't play or that it would be the biggest game changer right now sean padula i agree no doubt 
no doubt. I just wanted I to say. I don't think coming into the year people would have said that. No, no I would way. Have said, they would have, I would have said probably couture. said Couture Justin Mutz. Or Mutz, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would. Here's my thing with Mutz. Well, this is Chase. He, yeah, he, exactly. He scored two points against Dayton, uh-huh. and they went on a 36 and 12 run while he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's Dayton, but they are a team that is. You're saying bigger than Tech, and they were dominant inside for the encompassing the rest of their schedule. Yeah. And they didn't need Mutz to go on a 36 to 12 run, and they still defended well inside without Mutz. You're coming into the season, I would have said Mutz or Katua probably, yeah. but they're showing that if somebody's out, and Zach mentioned it earlier, they can still find ways to plug the holes and win. You're saying, granted, it's Dayton, but. I mean, they were picked to win the A10 yeah, this true, year. Yeah. Well, but but they're struggling, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're like two, five, two five, starters that are yeah. out. Yeah, but, but you got the preseason rankings don't mean a thing. But, yeah. I mean, they went on that No, insane. but it still says we're a team. I mean, they brought back all five starters from no, the team. you're right. They also have some injuries when we played them. They yeah, had sure. one of their best players yeah. out. So. But, yeah, Mutz, to beat them by 28, Mutz to score two points, two free throws that came in the last four minutes. Yeah. That is that insane. Is I would probably change my answer. Well, I will keep it at Sean Padula. But, yeah, early on in the year, probably Hunter Couture. But Justin Mutz is still your glue guy so i got one more uh, yeah go ahead ahead. i got one more for zach okay how much of an impact do you think like i think some people expect rodney rice four-star recruit to come out and make this big splash but people got to remember like he is a little bit out of condition he has not practiced with them for the whole offseason like up to normal competitive level what do you expect like do people need to kind of um, simmer down the expectations a little bit, or do you think he could come in and boom, drops a 15 point game, and everyone's like, All right, he's legit? No, it's, it's going to be a slow process, in yeah. my opinion, too, just because, too, how good Virginia Tech has been in the assist to turnover ratio. So they haven't turned over the ball much. So if that starts to become a problem, that's going to ease it off even a little bit more. So it's not like you're coming in to fill a hole right now because there's not the, the team's 10 and 1. They're in the top 25 of the country. So if you were coming in where they were struggling like this, I think you get a longer leash and you get more of a time. This is, in my opinion, probably going to be a slower process. Like, hey, let's get them some minutes. Here, I mean, that's tough being a freshman coming in as it is. There's very few that play in the ACC that are that are true freshmen like that. And then also try to do it, but not start until January, maybe. I mean, that's a whole nother element. These guys have a good 13, 14 games under their belt in front of you. So I'll be interested to see how that goes, especially the the rotation right now is pretty set and doing a pretty good job. So then to throw another guy into that rotation, where's it fit? How's it go? I, I think it's a little bit of a slower process. Well, Mr. Mackey, thank you so much for coming uh, on. Well, always you got any more questions Your for us? That? No, no. no. Oh, do you have any more questions? Oh, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Such a joy to be with you guys. Yeah. Well, second time at TSL? Yes, this is my second time. Well, we appreciate First time on TSL now. Thanks for having me. TSL, TSL today. Today. <laughs> today. <laughs> hey, you did say you were first time, first time listener or first time... Long-time listener, first-time caller. So That's correct. I guess yeah. you've been referring to it as TSL now the whole time. But <laughs> He's lying. He doesn't now actually watch today. it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. 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 So uh, when you come up to Syracuse, uh, Kyle and I will be calling that game. So we'll, we owe you dinner when okay. you come up to Syracuse for that game. Uh, show me where to eat. Uh, we will. We'll show you some real pizza. I'll be there, too. Not, so not, uh, okay, you know, I can crash a party. Yeah. Yeah. Carter's coming up to write for that game. So yeah. we're going to have a whole nice. crew. So it'll, it'll be, be good. We'll all go out to dinner. All right, Zach, thank you so much. Voice of Virginia Tech men's basketball, Zach Mackey. So grateful to have him on. We're going to swap him out. Evan Hughes comes on set. We're going to talk about the women's side after this.